morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chayei Sorah. Parshas Chayei Sorah may be very conveniently divided into three parts. The first part is the acquisition of a burial place for Sorah. Avram Avinu teaching the Jewish people that a Jew must be buried in a Jewish cemetery. The second part of the parsha deals with the acquisition of a bride for Yitzchak. And finally, the end of the parsha notes the passing of Avram and Yishmael. I'd like to pick up on the very last verse of the parsha. It ends with a cryptic description of the nation of Yishmael after Avram has died. And so the last phrase of the parsha is in describing Yishmael al pnei kol Nafal, over all his brothers, he dwelt. Now Rashi tells us that the term Nafal, to dwell, is interchangeable with Shochein, which means to dwell. However, the Medrash, Rabbah, in Bereshis 62.5, understands the use of Nafal literally to fall, to indicate that after the death of Avram, the quality of Yishmael's life declined. The Baal HaTurim, Rabbi Yaakov, the son of the Rush, who authored the monumental, original code of Jewish law, Shulchan Oroch. The Baal HaTurim, in his commentary on the Torah, offers the following insightful comment. He notes that the last pasuk of Chayesara is juxtaposed to the opening pasuk in Pasha's Toldos, the Eile Toldos, Yitzchak ben Avraham, to teach, says the Balaturim, that when Yishmael will fall in the end of days, then the Moshiach the son of David, the descendant of Yitzchak, will sprout. Now the Balaturim wrote this commentary about 700 years ago. It not only brought comfort to the Jews of Toledo, Spain, where his father found refuge after having to flee Germany, but this commentary of the Balaturim of uplifts us and provides encouragement today as well. And he, the Balaturim, bases his prediction on the end of the Yalkut Shimoni in Bereshis chapter 79. I can promise you there will be an end of days. The redemption will come. How am I so haughty to say promise, 
because the Navi Yeshaya in chapter 60, Pasuk 22, says, Be'ito Achishena, which means literally, in its time, I will hasten it. And the Gemara Sanhedrin, 98a, notes the contradiction within the teaching of Yeshaya, and it resolves it in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Zochu Achishena. If the Jewish people are worthy, then he, Hashem, will hasten the redemption. And if not, it will come in its preordained time. The Gemara further goes on to say, what is the formula for Achishena, for hastening the redemption? And this is found on the next page, Sanhedrin 98b. The Gemara tells us that when they asked Rabbi Elazar how to best prepare for the end of days, his answer was study Torah and increase the performance of good deeds. The study of Torah is clearly delineated in the Gemara Bava Basra 8a and Sanhedrin 99b as to how it can hasten the redemption. I'd like to focus on the latter, the performance of the good deeds. We are living in most difficult and challenging times. Amazing. Two decades ago, Loelenu, the world had not known of suicide bombers. And today, the new enemy is none other than teenagers who have been taught since kindergarten that to spill Jewish blood is noble and praiseworthy. And therefore, we feel so helpless. Thus, we not only have to increase our security, but we have to really believe that our positive acts of kindness can and do affect the higher realm. To begin with, we are taught daily in the recitation of the second parsha of Shema that just as when man plants seeds in the ground, it yields its return and produce, so too when man plants mitzvos and masim tovim, they yield a divine return and bounty. It is commentary on the Pasuk from the Shira, whereby which means literally, you led with your kindness this nation you redeemed. The Chafetz Chaim cites the Tana Debe Eliyahu that teaches that while the literal translation refers to Hashem's kindness in taking us out of Egypt, the rabbis understand the Pasuk to mean the many kindnesses that the nation did one for another in Mitzrayim, making them worthy of redemption. 
The Chafetz Chaim further teaches in his Chomas Hadas, chapter 14, that when a divine decree of judgment looms over the Jewish nation, they must offset this decree with an abundance of chesed. Note, in this week's parsha, there's a very strange phenomena. The Torah most often is concise and precise in teaching its laws. Usually, without the Torah Sheba'al Peh, the oral law, you cannot decipher and observe the Torah Shebersav, the written law. Yet, in regard to finding a mate for Yitzchak, the Torah devotes not less than 67 psukim. Not only is this the longest chapter in the book of Bereshis, it's one of the longest chapters in the entire Torah. And what emerges and jumps at the reader is the emphasis put upon chesed as the criteria to marry Yitzchak and Rivka's excessive performance of chesed. Could she not ask Eliezer for a cup rather than literally pour the water into his mouth? Could she not ask Eliezer or one of his drivers to assist in the drinking of the ten camels? This excessive chesed proves her worthiness for the house of Avram. Just as in the beginning of Vayera, we find Avraham's hospitality in the extreme. Last week, Avraham, this week, Rivka, they are emulating none other than Hashem himself, whose chesed is constant, beyond measure, and beyond human comprehension. And therefore, we have to take the message to heart. And just as Shmuel Hanavi admonishes King Shaul and says, if you are insignificant in your own personal assessment, you should know you are the leader of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, my friends, with so much assimilation and intermarriage, each Torah observant family and individual is that much more important and significant and charged with bringing the Geula. Your chesed counts. Thus, you're right. Compared to others, you might feel truly humble. But most often, your knowledge of Judaism is way beyond that of a beginner who is searching for an introduction to Jewish life, its values, and teachings. The organization Partners in Torah is an excellent way for you to spend a meaningful hour once a week with an individual over the phone, studying with them. They could be hundreds of miles away, but the closeness that develops and the benefits are most significant for both study partners.
I have to believe that there is a Tomchei Shabbos or Meals on Wheels in your community that delivers meals to the elderly and shut-ins. If there's not one, then start one. If you drive, find those few hours to deliver not only needed food, but a smile and companionship. Take your children or grandchildren once a month to visit a senior citizen's residence. Let them draw pictures for them, interact with them, as this initiation can be so significant for their healthy development, let alone the seniors. Finally, Reb Chaim in his Nefesh Achaim, in Gate 1, Chapter 3, teaches that Hashem created man and He appointed him to rule over the multitudes of powers and the numberless worlds to govern them via all the minute details of his actions, speech, thoughts, whether for good or, God forbid, for bad. Moreover, he understands the teaching of the Gemara Brachos, Al Tukri Bonayach, Ela Bonoyach, call them your builders rather than your sons. He believes that our sons are actually arranging the lofty worlds as a builder arranges a structure and invests it with great strength. Further on, in chapter 7 of Nefesh Achayim, he understands Reb Chaim Volajina, that which we say in Tehillim 121, Pasuk 5, Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your protective shade. He understands it as Hashem is your shadow. And just as the shadow moves precisely as the movement of the object, similarly, Hashem moves the worlds based on the movements and intentions of man's actions below. In his drasha, before Slichos, Reb Chaim interpreted the Pasuk in Ha'azinu, Yaakov, Chevel, Nachaloso, literally, Jacob is the measure of his inheritance, following Rashi's interpretation of Chevel as rope, he ingeniously interpreted the Pasuk to mean Yaakov is the rope of his inheritance. There is, as it were, a rope descending from heaven to the earth. And as and when man moves the rope in this world, it reverberates on high. The Ramban in his commentary on Shmos, chapter 3, Pasuk 14, in response to Moshe's request, what answer should Moshe give the nation when they asked who sent him? Hashem says, tell them, Eke, Asher, Eke. I shall be as I shall be. And the Ramban quotes the Medrash Agadah, that means that Hashem was teaching the lesson that as the Jewish nation acts towards him, that is, the way he reciprocates 
in kind. If the people open their hearts and hands and act charitably, so will Hashem return the favor. We're living in challenging times. And Parshas Chaye teaches that our response to the excess of terror in the world is to bring excess chesed. Shabbat Shalom to all.